Hello, and welcome to FEC West Bible study on Psalm 23, part five. Again, as we've said repeatedly, Psalms 23 is one of the more well-known scriptures by both believers and non-believers alike. We tend to concentrate oftentimes on the first verse, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Then we may or may not know the other verses. And then the sixth verse, which we're going to be talking about today, uh, we kind of rush to the second half of that verse uh, to provide comfort to those who have lost loved ones at a memorial service or at a funeral service. And I'm hoping by sharing, uh, again, this study, especially today, that you might not rush through uh, these verses, but take a look and not necessarily say, oh, well, that one is providing comfort at this particular time because these scriptures can provide comfort and additional strength in your faith in the future. And so uh, verse 6 is simply one sentence divided into two parts. And the first half of that sentence says, Surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life. Now I've tried to be... Uh, pretty good. And I've tried to um, not let some of my personality come too much out in this Bible study, but um, I'm going to kind of change the rule today. And I'm hoping part of that is, will by my saying this, will kind of stick something in your memory so that you will think and contemplate more on it. And so the very first uh, word says, surely. Now, there was uh, a movie, a couple of movies, where Leslie Nielsen played a bumbling cop, kind of the American version of Inspector Clouseau. And in one of those movies, he was discussing a situation with his partner. And his partner, after hearing what uh, Leslie Nielsen's character said, he responds by saying, surely you jest. And Leslie Nielsen's character responds, I'm not kidding, but don't call me Shirley. So the psalm writer here is not calling you Shirley, even if your name is Shirley. He's not calling you Shirley. He's saying, Shirley, it is certain to happen. It is, it is a given. It is guaranteed. So it is guaranteed what? That goodness, goodness, that beneficial uh, thing or event that is good. So he's saying it is certain that goodness. Now I want to remind you in Romans chapter 8, verse 28, it tells us, and we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. And so God is going to work out goodness for you. So it is certain that goodness, then it says, and and is if you will this as well as that or if you might want to say plus it is goodness plus loving kindness loving kindness uh, in the scriptures is generally referred to how god uh, acts towards and treats his people but it is loving kindness it is kindness showing mercy and tender action. It is an affectionate kindness. 
Uh, kindness is something that we do uh, and something that we are, but you cannot be kind if you don't act kind. And it is that the psalmist says that surely it is certain that goodness plus loving kindness. And to emphasize that, the psalm writer in Psalm 86, uh, verses 12 through 13, says this, I will give thanks to you, O Lord my God, with all my heart, and will glorify your name forever. For your loving kindness towards me is great, and you have delivered my soul from the depths of Sheol. O God, arrogant men have risen up against me, and a band of violent men have sought my life. And they have not set you before them. But you, O Lord, are a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abundant in loving kindness and truth. So we see that God's loving kindness is abundant. It's it's like when the psalmist said, my cup overfloweth. It's when God is showing his loving kindness, it is abundant. It is obvious. And so um, these are two things. It is goodness and plus loving kindness. And it says will. It's an affirmative statement of a present event. It doesn't say perhaps or maybe or it might happen. But surely it is certain that goodness plus loving kindness will. Well, what will it do? Follow follow. No matter where I go, goodness and loving kindness is there with me, following behind me. Now notice, it's not in front of me, but it's following me. So wherever I go, goodness and loving kindness follow me. Now, I want you to be aware that there are times as we travel through life, that we face before us an insurmountable mountain or maybe that dark, shadowy, intimidating valley or a sea that's impassable. And we look at that and we tend to be fearful or not sure that God will get us through. And yet we are to remember that regardless of what may face us, what follows us is goodness and loving kindness. So I want you to remember that, that wherever you go, God's goodness and loving kindness follows you. So I want to repeat uh, Romans 8.28 because, again, it says, and we know that God causes all things to work together for good. All things, not some things, not a few things, but all things to work together for good. Now, he didn't say all things are good. That insurmountable mountain or that impassable sea or that intimidating, dark and shadowy valley may not be good things. You may be facing illness or sickness or maybe in your family, those circumstances. But it says that God works all things together for good to those who God loves, to those who are called according to his purpose. So when you're facing that next mountain or valley or sea, I want you to remember what God has done. That God will take even that 
thing that is in front of you and turn it into goodness and loving kindness. How he does that, I don't know. I'm not God. Some of the things that seem to happen before us, we're not even certain sometimes that even God is there. And yet the psalmist says, you just look back, you'll see that God has been there and that he has followed you with goodness and loving kindness. To kind of use an example, uh, many people have seen the painting or, or a, a video of a person walking in the sand. And they'll say two, see two sets of prints. And then there'll be a single set of prints. And then people often say, well, God, where were you when those single set of prints were there? And God usually responds, that's when I carried you. So God is there even when sometimes we don't see what's ahead. And we need to have confidence that he knows and that he will turn it to good for us because he loves us and that we've been called according to his purpose. So sometimes it is good as we look forward to those situations that we remember and look back knowing that wherever we go, goodness and loving kindness follows. And again, who does it follow? It follows me. It follows. It's not the tribe. It's not those people. He's following with his goodness and loving kindness me. He's following his loving kindness and his goodness with you. And then it says, all. Doesn't say some. Doesn't say most. Doesn't say more than not. It's all. It's inclusive, not exclusive. All. Well, all what? All the days. Well, whose days? Days are the entire lifetime of each and every day. Of my, that's me, my life. So God doesn't lead us and leave us. He presents his loving kindness, his goodness, every single day of our life. Sometimes we may need to look a little more keenly back and see what God has done. But we can say that God's goodness and loving kindness have followed me all the days of my life during this mortal existence. And that's kind of what, what's sad is that the second part of this verse we emphasize because we're trying to provide comfort to those who have lost loved ones and to let them know where they are. But we've just skipped over all of life that God has provided for us, that God has provided goodness and loving kindness. And it's kind of like people being so concerned about when Jesus comes back, as opposed to walking with Jesus each and every day. You miss out on that walk with him because instead of looking at each and every day dwelling with him, you look at, well, someday in the far off future, this will happen. So what is this second verse that we all tend to know well? And notice it's this, that God's goodness and loving kindness follows me 
all the days of my life. And so it's not either or, it's God does this during my life. And I, again, that's me. It's personal. It's not the group. It's not the people who are better or the more noble or holy. It's I, me, will. Again, that affirmative verb that says this is going to happen. Not that it might happen. Not that it perhaps will happen. But that I will. Comforting to know God will do the following. That we will be in the following place. That I will dwell. Well is a word we don't use a lot in common language, but it means to live someplace. It means to be. And so that dwelling, we're not a guest. We're not a tenant. We're not a partial uh, visitor. It's not like, well, I will, in the following uh, words, that uh, I'll be a guest for a period of time and then I have to leave. Or that as long as uh, the bill is paid like at the hotel, that I can stay there. It's no, I'm going to dwell. This is going to be where I live. I belong there. And then it says, in, I will dwell in. We're not outside. We're not somewhere afar off, but we're going to dwell in. Dwell in where? The house. A house is a particular residential building. It's not a commercial building. It's not a complex, but it is a place where people live. They dwell, they reside there. So I will dwell in the house. Okay. And then notice what Jesus says in John 14, 1 through 6. Do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you, for I go to prepare a place for you. Now notice, once you notice, Jesus has gone to prepare a dwelling place for us in the house of the Lord. Now previously in the psalm that we've been studying, it says that the Lord prepares a table. So just as Jesus prepared a place for us, at a banquet hall, if you will, he's preparing for us a dwelling place, which means he's preparing it not for a general group of people. He says, well, I want to make an apartment building and all a bunch of people get to be in there. No, I'm going to prepare a place for you, personal. If we're not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Jesus is saying, this wasn't just a, a uh, parable. I'm doing this. I'm actually preparing a place. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Now, that's awesome. We are going to dwell in the house of the Lord with the Lord. It's not like, okay, uh, I'm going to prepare a, a bunch of dwelling places for you to, to dwell, or as the King James says, a mansion. But he's going to prepare this place that where we are going to be, he also is going to be. We're going to dwell with the Lord. We're not just going to dwell in heaven. 
heaven, quite frankly, wouldn't be heaven without being in the presence of the Lord. He says, I'm going and I'm going to prepare a place for you. I'm going to come again and receive you so that you and I may be where, there. And he says, and you know the way where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How do we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So Jesus makes it very plain. How is it that we're going to be able to dwell in the house of the Lord? Because Jesus has told us that he is the way, that he is the truth, that he is the life, and that we only get to this dwelling place that he's preparing for us is when we put our faith and trust in him. And so we're going to have this particular residential dwelling place of the Lord. It's his house that I'm dwelling in. I'm not living with the in-laws. I'm not living with, with other people. I'm going to dwell in the house of the Lord. Well, how long do I get to dwell there? The psalmist says, forever. There's no time limit. There's no end of days. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. When time will be no more, and we won't look at the calendar and figure, well, now it's Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever day it is, is that we will dwell in his presence, in his home forever. So the psalmist says that during life, that goodness and loving kindness follows me every single day of my life. And then on top of that, when I walk through that valley of the shadow of death, I will dwell in his house, but not just his house that he has just said, well, find a place, but in his house where he has made a place for you and made a place for me that we might dwell there forever. So I hope in this study that you have given consideration beyond the time that I have presented these verses and contemplated them and meditated on them and to try to make them personal. That it's not just scriptures for scripture's sake, but it is something that we can identify with, something that we can look at and say, yes. 